If you want to become financially independent, come to my seminar. Let me show you how to make the fortune you have always dreamed about. Ready? Go! What happens if you are named in Nelson Rockefeller's will? You get rich quick. Stand on the line, play the game again. Everybody's gonna lose and I'm gonna win. Gonna get rich quick. This is my lucky day. Hello, everybody, and welcome once again to Get Rich Quick with Josh Noel. right here on Radio Free Brooklyn. Yeah. Uh, this is a show. <laughs> um, this is the show where I, Josh Rubin, and I, Noel Deneen, come together once a week over a single topic, and from said topic, we come up with a plethora of... No liked it when I used that word the last time. Yeah. A plethora of ideas on how, well, you know, today it's going to be three. <laughs> Sometimes it's four. Yeah. Sometimes it's generally three or four ideas on how to get rich from the topic. Mm-hmm. And uh, we put it out there for you guys to take and uh, do. We don't, uh, we don't ask for any money. That's not who we are or how we work our gig. No, we work our gig by giving it to you, proving the point that our ideas are solid gold because you take them, you action them. I haven't used action in a while, have mm-hmm. I? Or do uh, I use it every week? Yeah, I just don't remember. I, I, I use it every week. Okay. Um, <laughs> um, you action them, which means make them come to life. And then after you get rich, after you make all that money, then you throw us a little bone. Mm-hmm. You give us a little, a, a, a few shekels. You, 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 you show your appreciation after you've gotten rich. So it doesn't matter. It's not like the investment on your end in our idea isn't breaking, breaking you. It's not like you can just say, hey, you know what? I'm going to give this a try, and I'm going to take it, and I'm going to run with it. Run to the end zone. Catch that foosball and run to the end zone, as the the sports people say. And what are they going to give us, Noel? After you're rich, after you've made your millions, if not trillions, if not billions of dollars. Gabillions. Yes, gabillions. You say, hey, I didn't get here on my own, and I didn't get here... With help of the gig economy, I, it wasn't an Uber driver that took me here. It was the gig economists, Josh and Noel, who gave me the ideas I needed to become so, so rich and powerful. I owe them something. What you owe us is 10% of everything you made while getting rich. You tithe us. Yeah, you tithe us. Uh, is it fair to say that they owe us that? I mean, in our minds, they owe us that. But yeah, you think fair it's, to say. It's let them, I guess we should just let them know up front. We expect 10%. We mm-hmm. expect a tithe. Like the Church of Josh and Noel, which is what we are, mm-hmm. the people who have listened to us regularly, they know how on the money we are, literally and figuratively. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, and that that 10% is well worth spending. You know, people like 20th Century Fox, Mm -hmm. people like Apple, Mm -hmm. people like 
Pizza Hut. Pizza Hut. That's right. I forgot about old Pizza Hut. <laughs> um, just to name a few of the great corporations mm-hmm. that have taken our ideas and made money off them. I can't tell you. There was something recently, for goodness sake, literally five days after we had recorded the show, mm-hmm. I saw some, what some company was doing our idea. Really? Yeah. I mean, that's the one thing. When you have the money like that and you're a big corporation, you can make that stuff happen quick. Yeah. Oh, but, yeah. Uh, but you know, you guys, there's still a lot of the ideas out there that the big companies don't have their fingers in that pie. It's just not, it just doesn't interest them. That's right. You know? Anyway, Noel, it's been a whole week since I've seen you last. It has. Spoke to you. Seen you virtually, not actually physically seen you. No. Because I haven't physically seen you in well, well over that period of time. No. Uh, how have you been? I've been pretty good, you know. Uh, right. We're hanging tight here. <laughs> yeah, you're holding down the holding down the fort we're with holding, the with the new baby. With yeah, uh, he's uh, he's the best. Is he? He's still the best. He is still the best. He That's great. Is becoming so engaged. Uh huh. He like you'll do stuff and he'll smile and laugh now. Well, not mm-hmm. laugh that much, but smile and make noise, which I'm guessing is gonna morph into laugh. Um, you know, mm-hmm. I could put out a or hit an event album. To fuck you, Dad. What? No, no. It. I, <laughs> I. I could put out an album that would go huge with kids his age. I think, uh, oh. and it would all go like this. And they would laugh, man. They would think that's hilarious. And you know what the the, the sophomore album to that would be? What? Boop. <laughs> yeah. Boop. Exactly. Boop. <laughs> that would go big. Uh huh. That would be a huge one. Yeah. So I might I might go on the uh, the newborn uh, comedy circuit soon. Uh huh. Uh huh. Well, you know the beauty is if you catch them as newborns. You got them for life. Oh, yeah. They'll be following you when you're 90 years old. That's right. That would make uh, McDonald's kids' meals look like amateur hour as mm-hmm. far as marketing. Mm-hmm. Disney Channel, move over. Yeah. Noel Deneen's got them from birth. Yeah, exactly. You think, you think you have them from three or four years old. You think that's enough. Yeah. Nope. Noel's got them from zero. Yeah. Spuds McKenzie, you ain't got nothing on me. That's right. That's right. <laughs> uh how does he handle things like the thunder and the lightning? Does that bother him at all? Didn't phase him. No, not at all? Not at all. We've been no. having so many super thundery, rainy storm days here in a row. Yeah. You know, that first one that was on Pride, I uh, I was walking home in it. Uh-huh. I was out, and I was up on, like, 19th Street and 10th Avenue, Ooh. and I started walking home, and it just started to fucking pour. Yeah. And it wasn't letting up, and I just kept walking home. And that was on, it was on Sunday. It was like gay pride. And as I'm walking home and getting closer to my house and passing by all the bars and restaurants that were really busy because there were people down there for pride, but they had all their seats outside, mm-hmm. and everyone was piled up shoulder oh. to shoulder underneath all the scaffoldings and literally i'd pass by scaffolding and there would be like 60 people 
just jammed up next to each other, no masks on, drunk as skunks, screaming and yelling and shouting at each other in each other's faces. And I don't know how this reopening is going to go, man. Yeah, well, you know, I'll tell you this. The, The restaurants by me that I've seen that have the, you know, tables out in the street and stuff. Uh-huh. So far, I got to say, they they look pretty good. Yeah, it's not the the tables out on the street. I actually have no problem with that. Initially, I was a little skeptical about the idea of putting the tables in the, in the parking spots, but I actually like that better than having them lining up both sides of the sidewalk. Because, mm-hmm. you know, if you're just walking through, you have to now walk through all these people it's not it's 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 when something like rain happens yeah and there's nothing covering anyone and they just like jam together and i you know if you had told me today that you know almost a week later there was an outbreak of coronavirus from people who gathered together in the west village on sunday i would be like i'm not surprised at all yeah because they were, it was like, you know, it was like any, any old day where, you know, people were got drunk and caught in the rain. So I don't know, man. I, I, I'm, I'm skeptical over the whole reopening of New York. I yeah. mean, I understand it's got to happen at some point, but it doesn't seem particularly well thought out. It seems like the real trouble point is the bars. Because cause it also... You know, people get drunk, and they don't, they don't care about anything. Right. Right. But I think you say the real trouble point is the bars, and, and that's the current thing because those are the first things that have opened. But what are offices going to be like? Canned oh. air? Yeah. You know what I mean? People walking back and hours. forth. What was that? Wear your mask for eight hours. Yeah, wear your mask. I mean, I feel for the, 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 <coughs> the waiters and waitresses who are working these shifts. Yeah. Having to wear masks and gloves the entire time, you know, serving people, having people talking in their face. I don't know, man. It just, the whole thing's got me freaked out. I've also noticed that it's people our age. Older people, like my mom and my godmother, Mm -hmm. my godmother, who is as at risk as anyone could possibly be. Mm -hmm. Decided to be able to go and get her fucking pedicure she's 81 years old she has copd Uh she has a a, a major heart condition she has hepatitis c um she's an old junkie from long ago yeah um she has you know you name it she's got it right she's got asthma she's got uh uh uh, i mean the list is sort of endless um and she's right she's just wants to be outside and and you know goes outside all the time and just wants to get go someplace where they're going to be jabbing her with sticks mm-hmm. and you know massaging her feet and going out to restaurants my mother's the same way she's 80 years old and she's like i just can't be inside this is ridiculous yeah and right. then young people but all the people who are like genuinely cautious about this yeah. are people our age yeah 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 well definitely the uh the youngins don't care. 15 they to really 25, don't. they don't give a crap. No. Which is crazy. I heard some story on CNN about someone someone in Florida was having a uh, having COVID parties. Uh, that was Alabama, I think. 
Oh, Alabama. Yeah. Right. I'm sorry. I just immediately assume stupid yeah. shit like that happens and in Florida. Give a prize to the first person to get it. Yeah. You t- there's a pool, right? They invite one person who's got COVID. Ugh. And then the first person in the group who gets it. These people, I mean, that's the thing, I guess, is they don't realize how fucking bad this could be for them, even if they don't die or end up on a respirator. Yeah. You know, I have a, we have a friend who, who has now had COVID-19 for three months. Oh, wow. It got bad with her, but it didn't get respirator bad. Uh-huh. But she has effects from it that are still long-lasting. And there's apparently a whole Facebook group she's part of that is about people who have this issue where it doesn't fucking go away. Well, you know, someone I know uh, I got in touch with recently and she had had it. Um, and yeah, she said it lasted a long time. Yeah. And it doesn't feel good, man. Yeah. It's not like, you know, it's it's more than just a flu and a cold. Seriously, people who are out there. And, and I also just want to add. The masks are not to make it's not are, are not making you better for yourself. Like you're not wearing a mask to prevent someone from giving you the disease. You're yeah. wearing a mask to prevent you from giving someone else the disease. Yes. To slow. So yeah. So the idea that, you know, oh, these masks are porous. Yeah, the masks are porous. Yeah. If you walk through a cloud of COVID, you're it's gonna get in your system. Mm-hmm. But the point is, if you have to cough and you're next to someone and you're wearing a mask, it's not going to reach them, hopefully. Yeah. It's not going to spray in their face. Yeah. Wear a fucking mask. Yeah. I don't get the opposition to it. It's so easy. It's so easy. I know it's not pleasant, but who cares? <laughs> yeah. I don't, you know, as much as I think it's ridiculous and stupid, the people who actually protest it and are claiming that it's, you know, they have a reason. You know what I mean? It's absurd. It's wrong. It, it's, but it, I find it way less, uh, uh, almost way less offensive than the people who just don't wear masks because, eh, you know, I just don't want to. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, wear, wear the fucking masks. If that's in the end, like the, the number one thing and, and the thing that allows you to go out and do your, do your stuff mm-hmm. and live a life, Wear the fucking mask. Seriously. Yeah. yeah. Just look at the newspaper. It, things aren't going well right now. No. Yeah. I, I, you know, who knows how long this is going to last. I know. It's, it's starting to get a, it's, it's starting to get a little crazy. Until we have a vaccine. officially mind-numbingly bizarre. Yeah. I know. It, it's getting slightly depressing. You know, like there was, I was going to try and go to my sister's lake house in Michigan this summer. No. Uh-huh. That's not happening. For yeah. multiple reasons. What are you going to get on? You going to get on a, a, a fully packed flight because now they're packing flights. Yeah, with Nigel. With Nigel, with a with a with a two month old. That's not you know your other option is drive. Yeah, but Which, the problem is there are states that they're pulling you over to make sure you're not from one of the you know and they're going to make you know. Plus, I don't know what the deal is in Michigan, but I know like in Vermont, if you drive up to Vermont. You have to uh, 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 be in place for two weeks before you can go out. So unless you're planning on going for a month yeah, or three weeks, you're going to spend your entire vacation not leaving the house that you're in. Yeah. You know, just to come back and then be told that you have to quarantine in place back in New York. 
because I think we're doing that now, mm-hmm. especially if you're coming from one of the states that are a real hot spot. Yeah, a, a anyway. guy I work with was going to go next week visit family down in South Carolina, I think. Uh, mm-hmm. But that's a hot spot now, and he's like, "Nope, yep. <laughs> we're not going." Nope, nope. Um, but that brings us to today's topic, mm-hmm. which was referenced endlessly mm-hmm. in uh, in our preamble here. And today's topic is what? No, today's topic is reopening. How to get rich quick with it? How to serve people in the street to the top? <laughs> wow wow there's a place right around the corner from me that there's no parking on their side of the street so they couldn't set up a a, a thing there but there is across the street Mm -hmm. right across christopher street and all i could think was the poor waiter who's gonna have to run through traffic to serve meals someone's gonna get killed like one of these one of these servers is gonna get hit by a car yeah and all the people that are waiting for their food are going to be pissed off. Whoever's meal that was is going to be pissed off. Yeah. Oh, no, they're going to make it again. That's right. I got, oh, come on. I got to wait. Yeah. Are you kidding me? Or, or, or they'll be like, now they better make it again. That's right. I better, I better get something for free off of yeah. this. You should at least give me a free dessert. Yeah. You get free COVID. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, my friend. Anyway, reopening reopening guys how are you going to do it how are you going to make money off and i'm going to tell you right now uh so you know it's been a long time uh and not too recently they did reopen restaurants to phase two you can have tables in the street tables outside your restaurant i'm really glad they stopped the uh, reopening the insides of places for phase three. Yeah, I'm really sure. glad about that. I, I think there's something about being outside and being conspicuously public that is keeping people honest. And I don't know. We'll see. I mean, you know, I, I found the whole drinking in the street thing the that drinking. was going with the to go booze. People were gathering all over the place. There was nothing on it. I mean, they were being honest. They were showing their true color. Yeah. Well, yeah, but well, I mean the establishments. Yeah. If if you start putting walls and so you can't just walk by and see what's happening, people are going to start pulling maneuvers, right? Um, but anyway, so we are dealing with outdoor dining, uh, which is great. These restaurants can start making some money again, although it's limited capacity. Right, because the tables need to be spaced. You probably don't have as much space outside as you had inside. Mm -hmm. Um, So these, you know, they're they're trying to maximize their what they can make, though. Right? At least they're making some money. Um, So right away, I'm like, how can I help these poor restaurants maximize their profit? and I was thinking of all sorts of crazy things, right? Uh, how do I make the inside the outside and things like that, right? Like put down AstroTurf. And then I'm like, no, that's just crap. I'm just going to get everyone sick. Um, a, I just want to say there's a bar uh-huh. not far from me that for about a year and a half, 
they uh, put real grass on the gr- floor in their space. Really? And they would change the sod out like every three days. Really? Yeah, it was completely bizarre. And would you go in there barefoot? barefoot? I never went in there, but I'd pass by it. They they had the kind of door. They had like f- the, the whole, like the wall of doors that would just open up so you could mm-hmm. walk right by and see in. I mean, I think you could take your shoes off if you wanted to. They were more of a, a, a bar than a restaurant, like uh-huh. a clubby kind of thing. But they brought the outside in. Yeah. They yeah. literally did it. They did it. Uh, okay, so you could do that, I guess. But you're probably going to get busted. Um, I was really trying to rack my brain, right? Um, and And one thing that amazed me about what happened around here recently is when uh, the looting had started, uh, overnight, within a couple days, every storefront was boarded up. And there mm-hmm. were a couple days, if you went anywhere, every there were just people busy putting boards up everywhere. And it amazed me how quick that was able to happen and how much money was probably involved in all that boarding up. Uh, and I always thought, man, if you were the guy on top of that one, you made some frickin' money, right? So I thought, you know, what if we were to somehow get that money to help these restaurants out? And I came up with, we, we can't, Make the inside outside. Uh huh. But we can replace storefronts, right? We saw how quick the whole city could could put up new storefronts. Mm-hmm. So what you're gonna do, guys? You're gonna build front window walls for storefronts that are concave. They they curve inwards. Uh-huh. So the front window, front wall of the restaurant is like a dome curving in. Okay. So you're still outside. You're still on the sidewalk, uh, but you've just extended that sidewalk three tables in, maybe two, three mm-hmm. tables. Not not two, three tables deep, but yeah. if you put it across the width of the restaurant, you got two more, three more tables, right? Mm-hmm. That's, you know, 100 bucks a dinner on a, on a medium-priced restaurant, uh, per table times three times however many seatings, you've just made a lot of money for that restaurant, and people will be chomping at the bit. Everyone will want part of this money in order to stay alive. You will be the new boarding up king, only instead of boarding up, you will be concaving out in the restaurants, uh, and you're going to make insane money allowing all these restaurants to make a little bit more money. Uh, and it'll be insane. You will have every restaurant, once they hear about it, every restaurant. They're going to want it. They're all going to want instantly it. Instantly, they're going to want it. You're yeah. going to need a massive labor force to put it up in time. Mm-hmm. Massive. That's right, because it can't be going from restaurant to restaurant. You're going to get 20 restaurants done, and this whole thing will be over by then. It's got to be an operation just like they had with the boarding up where every block you go down, there's three teams working all at once. Or maybe the idea is you patent the idea. Okay. World, worldwide patent on, the, patent on the idea. 
you do a few restaurants on your own just to show that it works and then just just like basically license it out to other companies to do. You could do that too. Yeah, you could do that. Uh that seems like it might be a little slower turnaround, but uh Maybe. but you certainly could. But then it's a, you just charge a flat fee that this is what it's going to cost you to use my idea. Yeah. And then they can, you know, sort of like what we do, you tie us 10%. Mm-hmm. And and essentially it's just going to be like a plexiglass uh concave That yeah. curves in. Yeah, no, I think it's a great idea. Yeah. Great idea. And, and in the rain, those people are not going to get hit by the rain. Yeah. They're going to be undercover. Oh, that's even better. Yeah. Worst case scenario, you can have like a, 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 a rubber, like a, a shower curtain kind of thing that just drops from the ceiling to the ground. Yeah. That covers the front so that if the rain switch, you know, they don't get splashed sure. by water either. Sure. Why not? Yeah. No, great idea. Solid money maker. Huge money, I think. Friend. It's not, it's not crazy, <coughs> but huge money. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, the one thing that I think everyone's got a lot of, uh, thanks to COVID-19, is stress and anxiety. <laughs> yep. Yep. Um, that is the one thing that no matter how rich or poor you are, you've got more of it than you've ever had before. Um, and to back that up, the American Psychiatric Association did a poll and these were some of the sort of crazy numbers that we saw. Uh, they polled Americans, and only in the United States of America, but I imagine you could track this over to basically any other Western country, if not any other country that's going through this right now. Uh, more than one-third of Americans, or 36%, say coronavirus is having a serious impact on their mental health. So that's like 120 million people. Okay? Um, 59% feels like coronavirus is having a serious impact on their day-to-day lives. Uh, Most adults are concerned that the coronavirus will have a serious negative impact on their finances if it hasn't already. Um, 46% are worried about running out of food, medicine, and or supplies, which is a huge number. That's more than just the Trumpers out there who Mm -hmm. are, you know, prepping no matter what they waiting for the race wars um 68 percent fear that the coronavirus will have a long lasting impact on the economy uh the head of the american psychiatric association uh the president bruce schwartz says that it's very clear that stress and anxiety caused by the pandemic can and is having an effect on people's physical and mental health. Sure. Well, you know what I say to that, Noel? It should. <laughs> okay. Because here's the reality. Uh, jobs lost during the coronavirus pandemic is at 28.5 million. Mm-hmm. There just was a jobs number that came in and 4.8 million just got re-added. Just so we're looking at so thirty two thirty three million jobs. Mm-hmm. No, 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 right? got re added. 
react oh oh came back okay yeah. so 24 million yeah we'll say yeah um which is still more than three times the number of jobs lost during the 2008 financial crisis oh yeah <laughs> okay um it puts the unemployment rate at nearly 20 percent, which was a record high um more than one in four American workers, which means about 43 million people, uh, has now filed for first-time unemployment benefits. Uh, Oxford Economics expects the unemployment rate will remain at 10% through the end of the year. Yeah. Because you have to take into account, even when businesses reopen, uh, a lot of them are only going to offer reduced hours. Sure. Uh they're going to be forcing people into part-time jobs um and you have several large companies or middle-sized companies middle large companies i guess that are declaring bankruptcy and laying everyone off mm -hmm. cirque du soleil just declared bankruptcy Ooh. and laid off four thousand people um there i just read that the largest <coughs> uh franchisee for pizza hut and wendy's this one guy owns like 1200 pizza huts and 400 wendy's just declared bankruptcy Ooh. now imagine how i mean i you know what do you figure in each one of those places there are there are maybe 30 people that work there yeah on a regular basis I mean, think about those numbers. That's thousands of people being laid off. Ten, maybe ten thousand or more people being laid off. Yeah. Um. So anxiety is real, and it's 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 understandable. Plus, let's talk about the anxiety of going back to work with no choice in the matter, mm -hmm. because it doesn't look like. I mean, from what I understand. There, you, we may be getting another uh, uh, COVID stimulus check, but it sounds like they're going to be narrowing it even down further on who's able to get it. I'm sure. Um, and it, Mitch McConnell has made it pretty clear that the Senate is not going to let the Americans get that extra $600 tagged onto their unemployment anymore because, God forbid, people be able to live. Mm -hmm. Uh, uh uh, you know, he believes that people won't go back to work if they're given that kind of money. And that's what the Republicans are all about, telling people how they should live their lives. But, you know, hey, you guys think it's the Democrats. That's cool. Um, anyway, uh, how stressed are you if you have to go back to work and you don't feel comfortable going back to work because you're afraid you're going to get COVID-19? Right? Your anxiety levels are through the roof. Um, so what are you going to do about it? A lot of people are going to start taking anti-anxiety meds. Oh, yeah. But a lot of people can't afford to take it. They don't have health care. The Republicans are trying to are, are, have presented to the Supreme Court a case that may actually work to finally... After uh, uh, maybe this is the thousandth cut that will end Obamacare. Um, 
leaving how, how 40... can that even be on the table right now with everything going yeah, on? It's amazing. Leaving 40 plus million people without health care, myself included, mm-hmm. and my wife included, without health care. So how can you afford your anti-anxiety meds? You can't. So what are the employers going to do? If they got people either refusing to come into work who'd rather live on the streets than get sick. Mm-hmm. Uh, and what good is it going to do them if they have people who are working for them that are stressed out of their gourd the entire time, freaking out, yeah. having panic attacks in the middle of work? Well, I was reading that in a new study by the Can- Canada's Center, this is your people, Happy Canada. Happy belated Canada Day, by the Thank way. Thank you. Um, did you eat poutine and uh, and <laughs> sip, uh, sip, sip syrup through a straw, maple I, syrup through a straw? I had none of those things. Isn't it that just, what you do just, on Canada Day? Yeah, yeah, that's exactly what you do. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I did just normal day. We watched Nigel. We got him to bed. And then had a Labbitts. Uh, I didn't even have a beer. Ugh. I don't know who you are anymore. It's it it we we're in we're in focus mode right now. <coughs> Keep the eye on the prize. Uh-huh. All right. So your people, the Canadians, mm-hmm. and the Center for Addiction and Mental Health, uh have discovered that a medication called amiloride, which was originally used for high blood pressure, uh, is an, it's a nasal spray, and it's said to offer a new approach to prevent anxiety attacks and relieve pain. Really? Yeah. And I thought, wow, an inhalant, that's an anti-anxiety medication. Mm-hmm. What an interesting concept. And now you've seen those masks that people wear that have those little, uh, those little like filters on the side mm-hmm. that sort of are supposed to help with your glasses fogging up and stuff like that. So when you inhale, it makes it easier to get more air in there. It's not coming from the sides and the front. And then when you exhale, it blows out that, that, that thing. Okay. Um, there's a filter in there. And I thought, why couldn't you put a small uh, uh, cartridge or something mm-hmm. filled with amiloride that every time someone takes a deep breath in, like they're about to start getting panicky, and you know you sort of take a deeper breath at that point, it activates it. The strength of the breath makes you inhale all that amiloride, and suddenly your anxiety goes away. Yeah. That would be, that would be great, right? Yeah. So this is who you're going to market to. You're not going to market to the individuals. No. Because they're not going to want to fuck with it. They don't want anything <laughs> to do with that. They don't want to work. They want their money, but they don't want to work. Yeah. Like the Republicans say, they're anxious and lazy. (laughs) You are going to market to the companies, to the business owners. They're going to provide these people with these masks, new masks every day, coming to work. Everybody is going to be calm and mellow and making their money. And the beauty of it is they're going to be so without stress Mm -hmm. and anxiety all the time without knowing why that you'll be able to do whatever you want Eh, you know we're only going to put people on for four hours a day once a week all right that's fine hey we're gonna take away all oh cool i didn't need them anyway 
mm-hmm. I'm chill. We're gonna we're gonna bring in American troops to attack Americans on American soil. Oh, sounds cool to me. I'm yeah. gonna be in bed because I'm so relaxed. Yeah. And that's what's gonna happen, Noel. And that's the big money. Oh yeah. Reopening right there. Yeah, yeah. That that's pretty big. That's yeah. Pretty big. You may have so, won, but you it's you made it a good one. Yeah. So big I only I only needed to I could I, I there was nothing I could follow up that up with. Yeah. So I could only do one. Because that's the money maker. <laughs> Your mind was too blown to concentrate after it was. When I came up when I did that, man, I said, Holy shit, I cracked the code. Yeah. You may have. Yeah, I did. And that's what it is, guys. You know, Milleride masks. That's right. If you're like, hey, I can't even wait to give Josh money until I get rich. Don't worry. We got your back. You can give us money today. You can go to RadioFreeBrooklyn.org. Go to the Get Rich Quick with Josh Noel show page. Hit the sponsor link. Half that money that you pledge will go to Josh and I. Half that money goes to Radio Free Brooklyn. Uh, And you get to be a champ because you are a champ. If you're like, no, I don't like it. These guys are stupid. Or just some other inane crap that you might be thinking. Uh, don't worry. Yeah, you're not stupid. You're stupid. Yeah, exactly. But 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 because we are uh, like to take care of everyone, including, including the stupid, we still got your back. You can go to RadioFreeBrooklyn.org, and from that main page, if you hit the pledge button there, all that money that you pledge will go to Radio Free Brooklyn. Brooklyn, not a nickel, will go to Josh or I. You can write a note saying, I'm an idiot, and uh, and we'll know, yeah. Uh, from that page, too, you also get a tax break because Radio Free Brooklyn's a 501c3 organization. And, hey, guys, Radio Free Brooklyn needs your money. Our sources of funding have been coveted out of existence for the time being, uh, phase nothing as far as we're concerned at this point. <laughs> um, so if you like what you hear, if you like our show, if you like the other shows and you want to keep hearing them, give us some money. Uh, if you want to support in other ways, you can subscribe to the newsletter. You can download the apps, iOS or, uh, Android, and you can listen to the station live. You can get all the archives for all the shows. Uh, and one thing we're trying to push right now to, now that we're still in our homes buying everything on Amazon, uh, use the Amazon Smile link for Radio Free Brooklyn, and we get a tiny piece without you dropping a penny uh, from Amazon for everything that you buy. Uh, you can also hook that up to your phone app now for Amazon. So do it. You don't do anything other than set it up, and then uh, we get a little bit of money. <laughs> you guys, and thanks for letting us plug and plug and plug Josh, he's got your back. He may not have another idea, but he's got this other idea, which is another mini idea for you to get even more mini rich. Mr. Josh, please take it away. The Get Rich Quick Tip of the Week, brought to you by Radio Free Brooklyn. Elmer Sherwin was 76 when he won $4.6 million on the slot machine Megabucks. According to one betting site we found, you can play each spin with one, two, or three dollars, but to get the jackpot, you must play with three dollars. What's amazing? This old guy took a trip around the world after his win, then went back to Vegas 14 years later at the ripe old age of 90. He then won $21 million playing the same game. Probably too old to spend the cash, he donated to charity. 
Odds experts seem to disagree over what the odds are of winning the Mega Bucks jackpot. Some say as low as 1 in 17 million, while another odds expert put it closer to 1 in 49 million. So if it's the, the, the odds or whatever the odds, to win it twice, I assume that doubles the odds, right? At least, yeah. Becomes one in like 98 million possibly? Yeah. That's crazy. It's pretty good. Pretty good odds. When we got married, we got married in Vegas <coughs> by Elvis, and a bunch of people came out and, and actually were at the wedding. We had like 40 or 50 guests who, who actually came out, which was uh, uh, extra shocking because... Uh, we got married uh, two and a half weeks after September 11th. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you can imagine what those plane rides were like. Um, but, uh, uh, and remarkably, you know, we originally were supposed to people had said that they were coming and like only 15 people or so like begged out after the, uh, after the thing, which speaks volumes for how much people like my wife. Mm -hmm. Um, because no one would have come for me. <laughs> they would have been like, good luck with that, man. Um, but uh, we had given as, as you know, everyone who came got a little little ditty bag. And we had gone to, like, you know, some tat shop where they sold, like, you know, crappy, like, you know, Las Vegas fingernail trimmers and mm -hmm. sewing kits and shit like that. We filled it all stuff, all, filled it all up with stuff like that. But then what we did was we got dollar tokens for the slot machines from the from the casino that we were having our our wedding dinner at. Okay. And everyone got one in their bag. And someone took that dollar token and went to the slot machine and won $2600. Oh, great. Off of that and didn't give us a fucking dime. <laughs> I don't talk to that person anymore. Uh huh. No, I do. He's a lovely guy. Okay. But but yeah, we were sort of we were like, that's awesome. Yeah, that is. Very happy for him to to do that. But you know, to win that kind of money twice on slots, I say, guys, do it. Yeah, go for it, guys. Three dollar investment. Think of that. I was also reading somewhere that if you. I think it was ten years ago. If you invested five hundred dollars in Bitcoin, you'd be you that that would be valued at something like six million dollars now. Something really? absurd like that. Well, cash that out while you can. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> anyway, Noel. Anyway, reopening. Reopening. We're gonna re-examine reopening and see how we can get re-itch. Uh, I and. I'm just going right back to restaurants, right? I can't Lord, get over. Uh, maybe it was because I had sent the idea to you after seeing all the restaurants, worrying about whether or not they're going to start serving inside. Very relieved that they're not serving inside. So, I, you know, I want to help these guys out. I want to. I want the restaurants to be around. I want them to make as much money as possible, and I don't want them letting people inside. Uh, for now, right? It's summer. Now's the if you're gonna do it. Now's the best time to keep them outside. Mm -hmm. You know, and you you walk down the street. All these restaurants have their setups on uh, on the street. They're trying to learn how, trying to figure out uh, how do we maximize that. The city's gonna shut down some streets to give a little more space. But you've got like these people griping about like oh they're taking all the parking. And like, 
uh, which uh, whatever. Um, and they are they are taking all the parking. They're, they're uh, taking a lot of parking. Yeah, uh, but one thing I understand is parking is down. Uh, our building has uh, storefronts and a parking lot uh, that are part of the building, and um, we all have to pay a whole bunch extra every month for the next year because the the parking is down and the uh, stores haven't been paying the rent. Oh, yeah, there you go. So, I imagine the parking is down for parking lots, though, because there's been no alternate side of the street parking, so people have just been parking on the street. Well, no, I, as far as I understand... Essentially it, free parking. It, it was spots that were rented out by the month, and I oh. guess it's all month to month because uh, our, our money's down on it. Um, but parking is down. And, it, you know, you just look at the streets, and you can see traffic's down. And if traffic's down, parking's down. So it's not just the restaurants that are hurting right now. It is the parking lots, too. And I thought about the parking lots in New York. Anyone who comes here, you walk around with them, and the thing that floors them isn't the buildings. It's not the people. The one thing that every person coming to New York can't get over the first time they're here are... The parking lifts. And what it is, is in the parking lots, uh, they have these little elevators, basically, outdoor parking lots, and they are they stack cars. They can double, if not triple, the size of their lot, of what they can take into their lot. Yes. By having these weird hydraulic lifts. Yes. That's, it's... It, when they first came out them 15 years ago, 20 years ago, uh-huh. I think that was the craziest thing I'd ever seen. Yeah, I know. I know. So did I. And some of them are, are big. You see some that are like four high and stuff like that. Uh, so I thought, you know what? Uh, if it works for the parking lots, it can work for the parking spots, right? Oh, So yeah. what if you took these lifts, put them in front of restaurants, and instead of them uh, being able to extend their seating to two parking spots, it's two parking spots, three high. Yeah. Right? Yeah, and that's it, suddenly three tables or even six tables, six deuces you got there. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, And so I started looking into the price of these parking lifts. Turns out they're kind of expensive. They're not prohibitively expensive, though. Mm-hmm. If you really wanted to make an investment, you could get them and you could start renting them out to these restaurants. But then I thought about these parking lots that are hurting as well. So what you can do is you can be the middleman. You can arrange for and take a piece of restaurants renting parking lifts from parking garages. Uh, or from parking lots, I should say. I don't think they have them in garages. But uh, you can... You can be the middleman, take the lion's share of the money because the parking lot will be happy to be getting any money. You can approach them and say, hey, we'll give you, you know, 400 bucks a day for your lift. And then you can go to the restaurant and say, hey, you got to give us a thousand bucks a day for this. And they'll be like, yeah. And and you, you can put them out in front. It could be like a club that's got a different type of music on every floor, right? Uh, and And suddenly the restaurant isn't hurting. 
They've got triple the capacity that they ever had before. And uh, they're making more money than ever before. And you're making a mint. And you're everywhere you go, free food, free booze, because you're the one who saved the restaurant, saved the restaurant industry in yeah. New York. A uh, lot of money. You're helping everyone out. Yeah, that's a great idea. I, I thought of something while you were were uh, uh, doing that, so I have sort of <laughs> the outline of an idea. Okay, but it it's what you realize walking around New York, and I'm sure most of uh, every major city in this country certainly. Um, and you know, you always knew that in the United States of America, we've we don't make anything here anymore, really. Yeah. Our our economy is entirely an economy based on buying shit. It is we don't make anything; we just buy stuff. We are a consumer economy. Yeah, and and even and, most of the stuff we make, we assemble stuff that's been made elsewhere. Right, exactly. And what you realize is, <clears throat> especially in New York, when you walk down the streets and you see so many places closed, how many of those places are restaurants? Mm-hmm. The hustle and bustle on the streets is all about going to and from restaurants and bars. Mm-hmm. That's just not what we have learned is that is not sustainable in this era, mm-hmm. in the era of the pandemic. You know, there's going to be another one. Apparently, I had, I had read somewhere they may have found another really terrible COVID um, or coronavirus mm-hmm. on pigs in China. And so the potential for yet another pandemic ravaging this world is right up there again. Um, you know, we've dodged bullets up to this point, guys. But clearly, this game of Russian roulette we are playing is with a fully loaded gun. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it's not going to end well for us. So what I've realized, though, is Rents are going down. I just read that uh, 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 rentals in San Francisco have dropped something like 12%. Um, New York, they've dropped something like 14%. And the reality we're going to find is as more and more people leave this city, move away, the prices for commercial realty and for uh, uh Non-commercial realty mm-hmm. is going to just drop. The yeah. bottom's going to fall out in a way it hasn't in ages. And this is what I think someone's got to come up with an idea of fi- taking some of these commercial spaces, making shit, yeah, getting into uh, 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 you know, and so that therefore it will run no matter what because it's an, it it qualifies as an essential service, yeah. I don't know what it would be. You guys figure it out, but that's an idea for you. Yeah. Well, you know, it not really fits our show, but if you want to make a lot of money, figure out a way to make office buildings into residential that people would actually want to live in and make Midtown the new boom neighborhood. I will say this that uh, uh, I've always thought one of the best buildings, if, if there was like, you know, if we were in apocalyptic times, uh, uh, office buildings are the places you want to like move into. Okay. 
right? They all generally have generators. A lot of the newer ones have a lot of uh, uh, are going green, mm-hmm. so they have uh, 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 you know wa- toilet water is being recirculated, um, and they all have you know some portion of their energy is being done by solar, mm-hmm. um, and so it's like you know they're sort of somewhat self-sustaining buildings. These newer buildings, and uh, you know if you're in a situation where you've that all the electricity is out that you know people are running for their lives you know you want to be in a building that's pretty self-sustaining wouldn't you think yeah yeah but it, but if you could come up with a way to convert those buildings things people would want to live in and you could take half of office buildings and make it half residential and half office mhm people would love it cuz people are still going to want to come to new york don't kid yourself. I don't know, man. I was talking to a young woman at the dog run uh, a few days ago, and she's a real estate agent. And mm-hmm. she was like in her mid to late 20s. And she was saying all of her friends who were sort of graduating up to like bigger, better apartments on their own, either looking to buy their starter apartment or uh, uh, looking to move into a better apartment. And then maybe when they get married and ha- start having kids moving out to the burbs. Mm-hmm. They're all moving out to the burbs now. Yeah, but that's a but that's a large that's a big portion of the people that come here and that are going to stay here. Once this I'm not is saying that people us. are going to stop coming here altogether, but I think you're going to see a massive slowdown for a while. Maybe for a while, but after a few years, I think it'll be back. It'll be back. We'll see, unless there's another pandemic. Yeah, you'll. We'll. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Let's hope not. Let us hope not. Uh, you guys. Uh, if you want to get in touch with Josh and I, you can do it. Uh, you can get us on Twitter at GRQ Josh Noel. You can email us at GRQ with Josh and Noel at gmail.com. You can Facebook us at Facebook slash GRQ Josh Noel. You can go on iTunes or anywhere nowadays that you can get into a podcast anywhere. And you can subscribe, rate, review. You guys, subscribe rate review please um and also you know if you only listen to us in podcast form we implore you tune in saturday nights eight o'clock on radio free brooklyn listen to the show as it airs get the schemes five days before anyone else uh get there a little early listen to art star scenes stick around afterwards listen to the circuit uh a lot of good things on radio free brooklyn you guys should be catching it uh you know your pockets right now are overflowing. Uh, Josh got you covered on that front, too. So, Mr. Josh, take it away. Send that money! Romani Conti 1945, sold for $558,000. Number one on the list is both expensive and extremely rare, known as the unattainable unicorn wine amongst wine enthusiasts and collectors. Romani Conti, also known as DRC, is an iconic vineyard in Burgundy, France, and has much mystique concerning their process. The 1945 Burgundy is extremely unique, given 
given the circumstances surrounding its growth. 1945 was quite a hot year, and Frost reduced the salvageable grapes. Only 600 bottles were manufactured. It's extremely rare, and the weather conditions gave it a flavor that can't be reproduced. Additionally, this was the last crop of wine made by Romani Conti for several years after its production. An infestation of pests destroyed the vineyard's growth, causing them to rip out the vines. According to Tom Gearing, Managing Director of Colt Wines Asset Management, this is the holy grail for wine collectors. Given the tiny production of just 600 bottles, the historical significance in France of 1945 at the end of World War II, and the fact the vineyards were ripped up and replanted after this vintage, the Unicorn Wine was purchased in 2019 for $558,000 by a private Asian collector at a Sotheby's sale in New York. That's one bottle? One bottle. What? Yep. What, 600 bottles were made. Uh-huh. It's from what's considered one of the greatest wineries ever. From the, the last that were made from the original plants because they had to rip up all of the vines and replant them and replant new vines because of you, an infestation of pests. And, uh... uh you know, at this point, from 45, if 600 bottles were made, you're lucky if there's 100 bottles remaining. Yeah. Overall. But the year before, you could buy all 100 bottles that are remaining for that same amount. I don't know. Just my theory. That's a theory. <laughs> but you guys, you, you need to spend that money, and so Josh helped you. Uh, hey. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um you know what? We have so much faith in their ideas. We know that they're worth quitting that job that uh, is just about to hire you back. We know that they're worth, you know, mortgaging your house that's never going to be sold and taking your kid's <laughs> college fund that they're never going to be able to go to and borrowing from your family and friends and racking up your credit cards, which you're already doing right now. How do you know that they're as good as, as we think, though? It's because Josh... He looks on the internet for rules of getting rich quick, to which we judge our schemes by. Josh, where do our rules come from this week? Uh, today's rules, money rules that'll make you rich from women's health, your go-to for all financial things. Yeah. Um, number one, Noel, make more. Your job is your most important investment. That's right. Make more. Your job's your most important investment. Concave your restaurant front. Double deck your, your parking spot spaces out front. Make more. Yeah, um, number two, save tons. Count dollars like calories. That's right, count dollars like calories. And you know what they say, those Oreos, I inhaled them. Well, you're going to be inhaling some antidepressant, anti-anxiety drugs. Yeah, there you go. So, Noel, it looks like we're two for two on this. Yeah. So you're definitely getting rich. So once again, for Josh. And Noel, don't spend all that knowledge in one place. Land on the line, learn the game again. Everybody's gonna lose, and I'm gonna win. Gonna get rich quick. This is my lucky day. So stick around, baby, and everything will be okay. Why well, had a buck when I 
went to the track, had 20 grand when I came back, gonna get rich quick. This is my lucky day. So stick around, baby, and everything will be okay. 